Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here tonight to talk about relationships. A little bit of background for folks that don't know who we are. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, I am a clinical therapist that works so, or runs a large, thriving, private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. We do everything from medication management, individual therapy, group therapy, consulting for organizations, and uh, much more. Darren, what do you do? Yeah, my background is in corporate America, so here at Noel Associates, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, mock interviews, and resume consults. Absolutely. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about are you single by choice or are you just single? Um, I have a lot of people that I talk to. I talk to a lot of people. So every week you hear me saying I have a lot of people. But I have people that fall into a category of telling me that they're single and they're single by choice. And I also have people that come into a category just telling me they're single and they want to be with someone. And then I have a third group of people, they're in a relationship, but that relationship isn't happy, so they feel like they're not being fulfilled. And tonight we just wanted to talk a little bit about getting what you want. How do you, if you're single or if you're just single by choice, how do you kind of rebuild your um, persona so that you can be the person that people want to be with? One of the reasons I find that so many people are alone or feeling lonely or their relationships aren't good is because they're not the person that they need to be to attract to them the person that they need or that they want. And let me be careful. I'm not talking about if you're in a relationship and uh, somebody's beating you or trying to kill you or hurting you in those ways. I'm saying that if you're just dissatisfied going on in your relationship. But also if we look at domestic violence and abuse, Sometimes that's also about the people that we are pulling into our lives and what we make them feel like is okay or not okay based on what we bring to the table. So a little bit about what I want to talk tonight about is what do you bring to the table in order to be dateable? What's happening in your, in your personal life? What are you doing? What attributes do you have, good, bad, or indifferent, that you're able to um, – leverage when you meet Absolutely. a new person that you're able to use when you're going to be in a relationship. Absolutely. And you have to know that for yourself. You have to know, you know, what you're bringing to the table for the relationship. What benefit is somebody going to get from dating you, okay? Mm-hmm. No one's going to date you because they're going to take a loss. You know, I date this person, they're going to bring me all their debt. Oh, great. No thanks. You stay over there, you know. Or they're going to bring problems. They have family problems. I'm going to date you so I'm going to inherit all your family problems. No thanks. But what do you bring to the table? You know what? I'm an intelligent person. I can help you. Uh, I can help you with your business. Okay. I have some business savvy. Guess what? I'm, I'm attractive, good, good looking. Okay, great. You're good looking. Great. You know, I'm employed. You know, I can cook. You know, all these different things. You have to bring something to the table, so someone's going to be a benefit or receive mm-hmm. benefits from being in this relationship with you. And those pros, those positive things about yourself, yeah. those positive attributes can be something, you know, that seems minuscule like you're happy a lot. I mean, there's some guy out there that doesn't care if you work, he doesn't care if you can cook, he doesn't care if you can sing and dance, he doesn't care about anything, but do you have a positive mental attitude? Absolutely. So that's something that you bring to the table. Absolutely. You hear it all the time. People say, you know what, I love your smile. I mean, people talk about other people. You know, they say, you know what, her, her smile was infectious. You know, he always has a great attitude. You know, I always feel better when I'm around that person. Guess what? That, that's something you're bringing to the table. Absolutely. You know, no matter all the stuff that's going on in life, guess what? This person, that you have the benefit of, guess what? I'm going to bring a positive attitude. So when you come home and, and we're going to be together, guess what? I'm going to lighten your load. I'm going to make you feel refreshed. That's, that's a huge benefit. 
Absolutely. So I guess the question is, or, or, or the directive right here is, write down, take out a sheet of paper while we're talking, just take out a sheet of paper, take out an index card, take out a sticky note, right. and write down what you bring to the table, good and bad. So make the good pile, make the bad pile, and you might have a neutral pile, some things that you maybe you don't know where they fall, but you know that there's things about yourself. So what, what's your at-rest at Facebook like? Do you have a happy face? Is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, are you employed? Is that a good or bad thing? Are you legally employed? Is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah. Right. Um, do you have children? Is that a positive or a negative in your dating sphere? Uh, what level of education do you have? Is that a positive or a negative in your dating sphere? Um, what what baggage do you have? Sure. Like um, if you get married, will you be bringing your mom, your dad, your cousins, will they all be expecting financial support from you? Do you have children already? Bring that yeah, I brought that up. Do yeah. you have a sexually transmitted disease? Okay. Bringing that to the table. That, do, do you have a habit like uh, if if you if you find if you become a person that's addicted to drugs or something of that nature, that changes the level of person, male or female, that you'll be able to date. Absolutely, absolutely. Maybe you had you overcome alcoholism or drug abuse, but guess what? That's still in your background. That's part of the part of the baggage, right? Mm-hmm. So that's part of the baggage that someone can bring to the table for a relationship that someone may have to deal with in some form or fashion. What's your history like? Do you have a history of trauma? Do you have a history of abandonment, where your parents together. These are all things I want you to take a pen and write down in your good, bad, or indifferent, or, or positive, negative, or neutral category. So, again, we're going to get a sheet of paper right down, positive, negative, or neutral. And so um, that's where I want you to start. And then the second thing I want you to do, because we're going to build self-awareness, I want you, you hear me writing because I'm writing down positive, negative, neutral. The second thing I want you to write down are what are the attributes that you're looking for from a partner. So the first thing we have to do is be self-aware. What are we bringing to the table, good, bad, ugly, um, positive, negative, neutral, whatever. Those three things. Go through every list of your things. Do you have a lot of clothes? Do you spend a lot of money? Do you have good financial credit? Um, are you easy to talk to? Are you difficult to talk to? Do you have issues of rage? Do you take medication? Do you have um, medical issues that people need to be aware about? Are you a mess with your family? Does that, in other words, are you the kind of person which can be good or bad or maybe neutral? I know a lot of people that say, hey, I want a person that has a big family because I don't have a big family. So do you have a big supportive family? Is that a good thing? Is that a neutral thing? Is that a negative thing? So write those things down. The next thing is make that list of what you're looking for. What are the positives that you're looking for in another person? And a lot of people say to me, hey, I wrote those things down and I still didn't get the guy I want. Negative attitude, right? Uh So write those things down and then that will give you the guide for what you're looking for. Now let me say the flip part, the second reason I want you to write it down about the other person. It will give you the guide of who you need to be. So if you say, I want a person that's always positive, that can know how to be positive, a positive person usually wants a positive mate. Right, they don't want someone, I'm positive, me too, you're super negative, we get the neutral. Well, that's not fun. Right. Right? That's not going to be fun. I would recommend this, and let me know your thoughts on this, Dr. Well. When you're writing that list of things that you want to find in a partner, I recommend three different categories there. Your must-haves, this this person has to have this, okay, whatever those things are for you. So if you've listened to me on on the radio show before, these are things that you're inflexible about. 
Like, people have to have this or you can't be with them. Like, for example, when I was first dating, I, I needed someone. I, I had to have a person with a job. Right. I had to have a person that was educated. I had to have a person that had no children. Right. That was just my of what I had to have. Right. I had to have a person that had a similar religious background to me. I had to have a person that had a similar upbringing to me. So that definitely restricted my categories, right? Right. But when I found it, I kind of knew that, oh, okay. And so everybody I dated was sort of in everybody, like it was 100 people. The people that I dated fell into the categories of my, my must-have. Okay, there you go. Then, you know, then you have the nice-to-have, you know. It's an added plus that they can do this. What, what's an example that you would put like, in it? If, if, you, if someone is a good cook. It may not be a must-have someone's a good cook. They're okay. But you know, hey, is it a good cook? That's, a, that's an additive. Okay. And for some people, let me say this, for some people, being employed is a right. is a like to have. It's, it's, the list is specific to you. So whatever you're going to put in these lists, that's really up to you. Okay, but again, it's different for everybody. Like you mentioned, that the, uh, being employed, that could be a nice to have somebody. They just want, you know what? Something was that I just want the person to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're nice to me. They respect me. You know, if they have a job or not, that's that's a nice to have. But my big thing is, I want to make sure they respect me and they're nice to me. Absolutely. So be it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. And then realize if you again, I'm going to keep. It, it may sound a little bit repetitive, but I just think people don't really hear out what needs to be done. Realize that if you're looking for a person with these attributes, they may also be looking for some inflexible things from you, some things that they feel like I must have. They have to have. They can't bend on it. So let's say, for example, you're looking for someone that has good credit. If chances are, so is the person that you're looking for. Absolutely. Because what? The person who has good credit, guess what? They took effort to make sure they had good credit. They don't want to get with someone who's going to mess up that good credit because obviously if they have good credit, that's important to them. Right, so they don't want to get with someone who's going to totally destroy their credit. Mm-hmm. There's also people that say things to me like, and some of the things that we may be saying are, are bad things, like not having a job. I know guys that say, "Hey, I want," or I know girls that say, "I want a guy that doesn't work, basically, so I can boss him around and tell him what to do." If I bring the money to the table, then I, I get to be the one in charge. I mean, sure. So if that's something that. you're looking for, put that in your list too. Um, so there are the things that tell us again. There, I have the must-haves, the nice-to-haves. And I, I call them the deal breakers, okay? Mm-hmm. You may have them on the, the positive side of that, of the must-have, but I kind of, this is not a deal breaker. That now, is, what's an example of a deal breaker? You know, and it can be just, for me, if I'm dating someone, deal, if they have children already, that's a deal breaker. I'm talking about when I was coming up, coming out of college, you know, if someone had children, we were not going to be getting together. That's just from, on my list, mm-hmm. okay? I guess I'm single, young, I don't, I don't have any children yet. I'm not interested in getting with someone who has children. So guess what? We're not going to date, so I can't build any emotional ties to you, okay? So there's no heartbreak when we decide to break up when there's, there's children involved that you have that you're bringing to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that was, for me, that was a deal breaker. But that could, it's different for everybody. You know, you can have someone, again, someone not having a job, deal breaker. Someone who's not attractive, a deal breaker. Sometimes, you know what? Some, that's, that could be on somebody's, it's a nice to have. You know what? I'm not looking for someone who's going to be a uh, uh, totally good-looking woman or a good-looking man. If they're nice looking, I'm fine with that. But they don't have to be like, oh, my goodness, that person is fine. But if somebody's must have it, you know what, I want a fine partner. Right. And, and some people, appearance is a real deal breaker. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Even the way people dress. I have yes. couples that come in and say, listen, Dr. Noel, my husband won't wear cologne. And for me, that's just what men do. Why can't he smell good? I want a guy that smells good. And so that's a deal breaker. Absolutely. I had friends of mine who dated and talked to me about, you know, they were trying to get, get a guy and stuff like that, and they told me, this is for females talking to talking about the guys we're looking for. 
My, I care more about how he dresses than how he looks in the face. Mm-hmm. I can deal with the face, whatever it gets to be, but I want my man to look sharp. Mm-hmm. That was that was her must have. So be it. Hey, cool. And that's different for everybody. So yeah. again, we're talking about three categories: positive, negative, and neutral. And Darren broke that into as a must have. Uh, the nice to have and the deal breakers. Okay. And so how your brain works, put it in, right. put it in right. that way. Right. And so do that for yourself, the things about you that you're looking at. What positive things do you bring to the table? Are you good? Um, what's a negative? Usually argumentative behavior can be a negative. Yes. That's another thing. Is your is your So once you look at these things, what is your personality fall? Are you the type of person that gets offended easily, gets angry easily? But do you have to have a lot of control? What are the things that are going on within you that cause an issue? Now, again, this is barring anything like, you know, some random stranger hurts you or tries to take your time. We're not saying you're attracting negative in that way. Right. I'm talking about when you're in relationships, you have to be careful to know what you want and who you are. Right. And one of the things I do very well, I mean, not tooting my own horn, is I know who I am. Yes, and, I'm, and I'm able to tell my husband exactly how I'm going to respond to something in 90% of the circumstances. Absolutely. You are phenomenal at that. Absolutely. And when I don't, like we went to an event recently and I told him I have no idea how to feel right now. Like I didn't right. have, but I was even even able to be aware of that. So it's important to me because I've seen relationships work very well when a person's able to say, listen, I feel X when you do Y. I think this way, explaining what's happening for you, knowing your positives and negatives. Um, you know, and sometimes you can learn positives and negatives along the way. I, I recently found out that I like to keep things. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of <laughs> <laughs> If it's shoes, I have a lot of them. If it's clothes, I have a lot of those. If it's uh, magazines, I have a lot of those. If it's earrings, I have a lot of those. And so that somebody may or may not like that. Right. So, so there's going to be things that come up along the way that your partner tells you, hey, your mate says, listen, you know, you were spot on about cooking or whatever, whatever, but you didn't notice X, Y, Z. So the reason I want you to be aware of yourself is there's, um, there's going to be enough things that happen in a relationship that you're going to be not expecting to happen that you should at least know what you know. Yes, absolutely. You got to know who you are. You have okay. to know who you are, what you're bringing to the table. And so that's an intimate relationship. Let's talk about work scenarios where people say, um, hey, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I can do the job, but when I get hired, people tend to not take to me. Okay. Um, so I get uh, fired a lot or replaced a lot or pushed around a lot. And a lot of times the same mistakes we make in our intimate relationships, we make in other relationships. We don't let people know who we are. We don't ask the right questions. So in other words, if you make this list of, let's say you do the same thing for, for a job, what do you bring to the table? Right. Good, bad, or ugly. And what are you expecting from employment? So when you know you're expecting specific things from employment, when you get to that job, you ask questions that are surrounding that. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. It's the same thing for employment. You know, you have must-have. You know, it could be salary. It could be benefits. You know, you know, benefits is huge nowadays, right? I mean, everybody's talking about benefits, companies giving benefits, companies taking away benefits. It's all in the media and all in the news. It's a big deal now, okay? It was probably was years ago, but it seems like it's more and more as we progress, people are trying to stay healthier longer, living longer. So the benefits are a key part of the benefit package and all the overall package that your company is going to be giving to you, okay? So that, that could be a must-have, you know. I have to have this level of, uh, of insurance. I have to have – I may have to have this particular insurance because I like one particular doctor. My doctor only takes this type of insurance. So if this company is a great job but it doesn't offer me this insurance, I'm not going to take that job. That may be the case. 
okay? The amount of travel that you have. You know what? I can't travel. Or I love travel. I want to have travel. All those different things. The hours that you work in there, you know, uh, the, the, the type of um, empowerment that they give to their employees, how much control you have, if you have to get approval for everything, all these things that you need to list down when it comes from a corporation, what your must-haves, your deal-breakers, and your nice-to-haves are. Absolutely. Same thing. Same Absolutely. thing as, as intimate relationship. I also have people, and we're just talking about being single and single by choice, but it, it just leads into so many different areas. Right. I have people that tell me, Dr. Miller, I can't keep friends. I, I don't I don't have friends. You know, I give my all. I'll give you the shirt off my back. I'll give you anything a person needs. Dr. Miller, if you're my friend, I'll do anything for you. And then they say, but people never, they mm-hmm. leave me. They betray me. Okay. So I, I, I make myself say things like, I hear you, Right. right. You, you want to validate a person when they're feeling that way. But if, you, if you're if you that person, if you found yourself where people betray you, no one's kind to you, and you can't figure out why, I'm going to encourage you, look at yourself. Yes. What piece of you allows for this to happen in your life with people that are around you? Yes, correct. What, what makes you so loyal, then all of a sudden what makes people turn? Are you too intense? Right, it could be that. Do do you have baggage you you know you haven't worked through, and you're expecting all of your friends to help you work through your baggage? I, well, that way, you know, if people tend to, if you let someone abuse you and stuff like that, they're gonna people. Unfortunately, they're gonna abuse you. Even 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 at work, if you let you if you're the one who always takes all the assignments, no matter what, guess what? People are like, oh, you know, don't worry about Bobby's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But it's really the same Let's thing. Pile up. It's really the same thing, even in in a. In friendship relationships or intimate relationships, if you're going to be the one that does the grunt work and you don't make noise about it or you don't say something or you don't try to have even a healthy conversation about it, why wouldn't someone let you do that? You Are you always compromised? You always, you know, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'll back off. I'll shut down. That's great. You shut down, but don't get my way then. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll need to compromise because you're always going to do what I say. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Then everything's just the way I want it. But then that's not really fair to you in a long time, but you've got to realize that for yourself. Correct. But then it's only not fair because you choose to say it's not fair. But you have to be the one that goes in and says, listen, I want to change the, the things about me that I can. And then there's some things you can't change. Mm-hmm. So let's say a guy says, I don't like a person with a big nose. You have a big nose. I mean, you could go out and have surgery if you wanted to do that. But some of those attributes are just going to be who you yeah, are. Absolutely. We're not talking about those attributes. But you should be aware of them. I mean, I find that a lot of times people think that they're hiding something about themselves. I'm like, I don't have anger issues. I'm going to hide this attribute about myself or this personality quirk. But if it's you, it's you. Just be aware of it. And it's going to come out. So Absolutely. you might as well be truthful about it because before you get all emotionally tied or intertwined and then it comes out, then then it's that much harder to separate versus, hey, this is who I am. We can take it and proceed with a relationship or we can cut off right here. Don't waste any time. Absolutely, absolutely. And and these are the kind of things that like people say to me, Dr. Noel, when do I tell somebody um, if, I, if, if they have a health concern? On what date do I tell somebody that this is a health concern? Right. When do I tell somebody that I have a temper? When do I let someone know that I did time and they did time in jail? When do you mention that, uh, you know, you've had 27 abortions? Like when, when sure. do these things come up? I'm going to say that those are things that should come up pretty early on. When you know yourself, you, you don't really have to hide it. You can make people aware of who you are. Now, I don't, I don't suggest that on the first date you go in and sit down and say, I got bad credit, um, <laughs> I had a hard life. You know, I'm not suggesting that you do that because 
these are intimate details. You don't want to give that stuff out on the very first time. Right. But when you know what you're looking for and you know who you are, that will give you more confidence to tell people what's happening for you. Absolutely. I think when, when you see people making some emotional commitments to you mm-hmm. as well, then you can kind of try and match their emotional commitment. Mm-hmm. If they're sharing more personal information, saying, hey, here's why I see the relationship going. You know, I'm serious about you. I have talking about this. You know, they're making future plans. Okay, this person is making some kind of commitment to me, making an emotional investment in our relationship. I'm going to start to do the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the kind of thing that manage for yourself, but you do. Once you make these lists and you know what you're looking for and you know who you are and you know what you bring to the table, that's going to, again, give you the strength to say, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses, these are things that are kind of probably neutral about me. Right. And we're talking about single by choice, right? So, again, some people are single by choice, which is fantastic, right? You know, I'm very confident in who I am. I know what I'm looking for in a partner. I have not found that person yet. Guess what? I'm going to be fully satisfied within myself being single, okay? And all, all about it, absolutely. You work on your, uh, your regular friendships, developing those friendships, developing those family relationships, and focus on developing you, continue to be a better person that you are. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Because I think one of the things that's important is I don't want to make it sound like that people are out there single and nobody wants to be single. There are, there are some people that really don't mind being alone and they want to be single. But many people, most people that I have run into, are really not single because they want to be. They're single because they can't find who they want or they've been with someone that's hurt them in some way that they feel like they can't move forward. So if you're single and you really are single by choice and you don't think there's any work you need to do and you're not really looking for connections, then, then we're not talking to you. That's fine if you want to be single by choice. But this is for people that are, have been saying things like, I'm single by choice and I don't need a man and I don't need a woman and, you know, I don't need anybody or I just can't find the right person, so I'm going to be single because of that. Oh, and, so I've been, yeah, Karen, I've been looking for somebody. I haven't found anybody, so my default is I'm going to be single by choice. Absolutely. Versus I'm going to start off being single right. by choice. I'm perfectly fine being single, and if mm-hmm. I come across somebody, then so be it. Right. So, and, there, and there are some people, like I know, I know there's a healthy amount of folks that had a marriage, the marriage ends in divorce, and they've been single ever since. Gotcha, okay. You know, and it's sure. not so much that they're bitter about it or whatever. They would like to find someone. Something about that happening in their life has just kept them single or they've chose to be single. And so there are people that yes, choose absolutely. to be single. Absolutely. And for, for reasons that are positive or maybe not so positive, but they make the choice. There's some people who don't like themselves when they're in a relationship. Maybe they're always coming up against the wrong person so that they, they end up being too easily influenced by who they're dating. So they end up wanting to be single just to keep that stability, and I get that too. Right. And some people are focused on a specific goal they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to finish a degree, okay? They're focused on a sport they're trying to do and things of that nature. They have a specific goal. They say, you know what, I need to accomplish this goal I'm going after before I really take on or consider being any kind of serious relationship, which absolutely that happens sometimes. You know what, I've gotten work on my PhD. I need to be focused on this. I need to finish this. You know, I'm trying to get into the NBA. I'm trying to get into the NFL. I need to focus on this put all my efforts on this, and once I achieve this goal and things are going well, hey, then I can open up and start looking for relationships. Nothing wrong with that either. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are also some people that are just single because they want to get themselves together for one reason or another. Yes. So maybe it's not education, but sometimes I encourage people that have been um, divorced or, or broken up after an extended period of time or who have been through an extreme health challenge, hey, take a year and be single. And I call it the kind of the purge type. You know, I need to purge the old stuff out, purge all the baggage, 
develop myself again, become whole again, you know, figure out who I want to be. You know, I could have, you mentioned, could have come out of a bad relationship. Okay, now I'm back single. I need to figure out who I'm going to be as an individual and kind of make myself whole before I join up with anybody else. Definitely, especially like you mentioned, after coming out of a hard relationship, you definitely need that time. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. And and some people um, may need longer than other people to develop. Right to redevelop that identity and get themselves together. There's also people that are single. Let's say they were married in a committed relationship. They have kids. They break up. But they don't want to bring anyone over their children or people sure. that think that way. Fine. If you want to be single and those are the reasons, you can still do this, though. You can still look at the things you bring to the table, the things you're looking for, so that when you do get ready to be with someone, you can have all that data that data taken care of. That's a great example. Absolutely. That's like a goal. You know what? I need my kids to be graduated out of the house, and then I'll kind of go back out to the dating market. That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. And, you know, as you're taking stock of yourself and who you are, it's called, you know, kind of looking at the man in the mirror, as Michael Jackson said, the, the late Michael Jackson said, you know, look in the mirror and see who you are. See, see even some habits you've developed. When we're single, we develop habits that we don't have when we're, you know, when we're in a relationship. So are you the type of person that you just walk out of your clothes and you come in the house, leave them on the floor? Like, you know, because when you're single and you're living alone, every move is your move. And that's true. There's no, there's no compromise. Whatever you want to do in that situation, right? Okay. Some people, you know, from how, how much you read, you know what? Uh, you're single. You don't have that, you know, not, not coming home and talking to anybody. But guess what? I'm going to be reading. I want to read a book a week. You know, focus on bringing, increasing my education, increasing my knowledge, so I have more to talk about when I am in a relationship, things of that nature. Absolutely. Okay. And those are, those are really important and integral reasons to be alone. Right. And that's okay. Um, but you still want to be aware of who you are, you know. You want to be aware of the habits that you've developed. You want to be aware of your spending habits. You want to be aware of your, your attitude. You want to be aware of your flirtation style. You're a super flirty person so that when you're, you know, in a relationship, you just flirt with everybody because that would be one of the things that stops people from liking you. Like, actually go through and do that data and that research of who you are because once you start saying you want to settle down and be with someone, um, we're expecting to see adult changes in you. That's a great point because that could be something that someone can look at. You know what? This person is very flirtatious. They're always flirting with everybody from opposite sex. Do I really want to be in that relationship with somebody? Then I'm going to have to be fighting people off for the person and stuff like that. That could be something people are considering based on that behavior. So if you know you're single and you're open, then that's so fine. But once you decide, you know, I'm looking to try to get into a relationship, you may have to cut back on that, that amount of flirting. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. So you know, I'm more of a serious person and seriously finding a on one particular person versus I'm open to everybody. Absolutely. And then there's people that have issues sharing themselves with other people. That you, you don't want to share your time. You don't want to make the other person a priority. And so after dating for a little bit, people start to figure out they're not a priority and they don't want to date you. That's a very good point. You know, this person really doesn't want to be in a relationship. They think they do, you know, they say they do, but they really don't because in a relationship you have to compromise. You have to give and take. You have to give up some of that time. Okay, that person needs you to go with them to an event. They need to, they need to talk to you. I need your input on something. I want, I want to discuss my day with you versus, oh, you know, I'm just going to be doing what I need to do. Well, wait a minute. It sounds like we're really not in a relationship, okay? So that could be something that somebody is considering, you know what, that's one of my must-haves. I need someone to be able to, to give and take with me. Absolutely. And, again, as you start to notice these things about yourself, it may not be a negative. Maybe you don't think that a relationship has to take priority. That's fine. But then you limit the amount of people or the type or the quality of person that's willing to date you. 
Absolutely. Or maybe you need to date someone from another state. Maybe that should be one of your things so that when you guys are together, it's only weekends, it's always great, and you never have to argue about time. That's a great point. Absolutely. There are a whole lot of different relationships that are out there, different ways of people making it work and trying to make it work out there. Like you had this relationship that seems like it's increased over the last 10 years with people. I hear it all the time with people uh, living, you know, their family lives in one area. They only come home on weekends because their job is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they stay in like a little apartment during the weekend and they come home with their family during the weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, that's something that people do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some things to look at again while you're making your list. How do you get through conflict? Um, how, do, how do you manage anger? How do you manage stress? Because, again, one thing that can be keeping you from the relationship you want is that when something gets conflictual or stressful, you avoid it, you run away. Or you lean in so hard that the other person gets smashed around a little bit emotionally, <laughs> and, they, and they don't want that. These are all things you have to think about. How do you, how do you communicate? What's up with your way of communicating? How do you express your feelings? If you want to go to the movies, do you just expect someone to read your mind, or are you able to say that? Excuse me, exactly what you need. Are you a sharer? Are you able to, um, and what I mean by sharer is not you always pay for everything, but are you able to say, hey, you know, that's okay, I got two, I can give you one, it's no problem. Right. Are, you, are you not a sharer, and does that matter to the people that you're around? Um, are you sensitive? Um, can someone make a joke with you or not make a joke with you, and does that affect their relationship? Um, are you sensitive to what your partner likes? Do you like the same things that they like? Do you have, can you do what they like to do, you know, even if it's something that you're not into? Now, this is if it's a positive thing. I'm not right. saying that if they're into drugs, you have to get into them. I'm saying if your partner likes to fish and you don't, will you occasionally go fishing just to share and camaraderie with that person. And go with a good attitude. I complain those. I can't believe we're all fishing. Well, if that's the case, stay home. Mm-hmm. Okay? But at least go out there. It may not be your favorite thing to do. But at least you're going to go out there with a positive attitude. Okay? And, and at least occasionally go out there with, with the person that you're in partner with. Absolutely. Um, you get stressed out when you don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And how do you communicate that? If you were to lose your job, how do you manage that? How do you manage outside relationships? So if your mother doesn't like someone you, you're with, do you automatically break up with them? Is that making a difference in the people that you can date? Do you live at home with your mom? And does that make a difference in the people that you can date? You know, so all of these things are important. We are excited for you to make these lists for yourself, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Happy 4th. Happy 4th.